This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by Sales Fuel Coach, our adaptive sales coaching featuring five-minute quick coaching personalized to each sales rep. Learn more about Sales Fuel Coach at salesfuel.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter Podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Our guest today, Lee, says, in a pandemic, it is possible to find quick ways to achieve more, earn more, and be more. I'm all about that, and I want to know what he has to say. And you can always take a negative and turn it into a positive. So uh, he's got some great suggestions on how we can power through this mess and make the most of it this year. Absolutely. And some counterintuitive techniques, too, which I thought were really interesting. Welcome to Manage Smarter, everyone. I'm Audrey Strong, Vice President of Communications here at Sales Fuel. And I'm C. Lee Smith, the President and CEO of Sales Fuel. That's right. We've got Simon Reynolds in the house today, one of the world's leading business coaches, winner of more than 50 business and industry awards, founder of numerous highly successful companies. In fact, his last company went from zero to a stock market valuation of over 500 million. Just took eight years, you know, just eight years. That's the eight year overnight success story. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Simon coaches entre- entrepreneurs, CEOs from all over the world, multi award winning business author as well. His previous book won the silver medal for best business success book at the Axiom Business Book Awards. The latest book coming out next month in August. That's what it's called Win Fast Quick Ways to Achieve More, Earn More, and Be More. Simon, thanks for coming to our microphones. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here. And so, if how you're do you for- do it? Oh, I was going to say, Audrey, if you're looking for his book on Amazon, it's like there's no I in team, but there's two I's in Simon. That's right. (laughs) S-I-I-M-O-N. Yes. So tips in, let's start with COVID and then we can work our way to some other techniques that we're interested in. But what's your advice for the current climate? Well, I mean, my my advice is to to look after your mind first. You know, a lot of people don't Mm -hmm. prioritize uh, their mind health. And we just kind of get working and we, we kind of grit it out and, and keep powering through these type of times. But I'm a huge believer in spending a few minutes each day, just setting your goals, just, uh, it's, you know, choosing optimism and just, uh, really, um, making the central uh, purpose of your day that you perform well rather than whether, things go well. And if you look at most of the top uh, uh, sporting teams of of the world, uh, they are always focusing on process or process, as as, as, uh, you guys say in the States, and uh, not so much result. So in, in tough times, I think get back to process, get back to performing well, and then the rest will take care of itself. I think it's really important, too, you in, in your book, you mentioned uh, two circles. Well, it seems like we're going through the nine circles of hell. You, you've got two circles that you want us to focus on during these times. Yes, absolutely. So uh, what I call the two circles of control, and you, what you do is you get a, a piece of paper and you put a big circle on one half of it and a big circle on the other. And on the left, you write everything you can't control. You can't control COVID-19. You can't control the economy. You can't control what your boss is going to do hypothetically. And you can't control what your team are going to do in some cases around this whole COVID thing. And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then on the right-hand side, you put what you can control. You can control your attitude. You can control your effort. You can control your focus. You can control your mood to some extent when you, when you work on that. You can control you know, a number of small variables inside your company. And then just make sure all day long 
you're focusing on your circle of control. Is it like a Venn diagram though, like where you have the two circles overlap or in, in the middle part though, are things that you can't control, but you need to be mindful of or watchful of? Well, that is a great distinction. And I think that's very, very true. You know, there's, uh, uh, there's a lot of stuff we need to pay attention to uh, in these COVID times that maybe uh, we haven't, uh, you know, staff health, health of mind, um, you know, the, the, the downside of, uh, of, of falling revenue, that type of thing. I think that's a very good point. And uh, the guests we've had since this whole thing started back in, what was it, March, gentlemen? That the, yeah. the, the mm. Lee and I, have, we said our guests are divided into two buckets, Simon. It, they're either saying, put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> or they're like, I'm afraid of everything. I don't want to do anything. I'm frozen. You say uh, in the new book, which we got a treat, guys. We got a preview copy. It's really good. You're going to love it. Um, it is good. Magnify your fear of loss. And I saw that and was like, what? Why do I yeah. want to magnify it? I want to run <laughs> screaming away like my hair's on fire. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? And how do I do that? Well, look, there's, there's two ways we can approach uh, the COVID uh, situation. Uh, we can, we can, as you say, uh, uh, continue, uh, you know, continue on as if nothing's happened or what you could do is, and I know this is counterintuitive is you could use it as a giant catalyst for you to grow to a higher level. See, most people are either saying we're going to power through or we're going to be fearful, but maybe you could, you could elevate, uh, your, your life and how you work to a, a, you know, a greater level than you've ever had before. So how would you do that? Well, one way is you can write down all the terrible things that could happen if you didn't handle this well and get very clear about them every day. And then when you get up in the morning, you read that stuff along with, along with a lot of positive stuff that you're going to be focusing on, you know, your goals, et cetera, the type of person you want to be, the type of leader you want to be, et cetera, et cetera. But you also be very cognizant of what could go wrong. And then you, you, in your head, you magnify, well, what if that did go wrong? What, what, what bad stuff could happen? Now, when you do that, it, it really motivates you because a human being is, being is generally more motivated to avoid pain than to, to gain pleasure. So you, you're, it's not an uncomfortable uh, thought experiment to have, but it's one that is going to get you really uh, working and really focused on improving the situation. Doesn't that raise the level of anxiety at a time when the anxiety is already through the roof in a lot of people? Well, that is true. But if you do all the other techniques in my book, you'll be feeling fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, setting up positive mental triggers. That's another one. How do I do that? Do I think of like puppies and sunflowers? Like what am I, what yeah, am well, I that's doing? It. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, uh, Dr. Robert Holden did a very, very interesting experiment uh, a long time ago in the in this, uh, late 70s. And what he showed was that he could uh, massively improve people's mood by doing just one thing. And that is to put little symbols and reminders uh, around their home and their workplace that reminded them of their successes or reminded them of their talents. So um, you will sometimes, uh, in fact, quite often walk into a CEO's room and there's all these uh, symbols of their past successes. Now, Part of that is there's a, there's a 
a certain bragging going on with, with some CEOs. But a lot of it is actually to remind them when they feel under pressure, when they feel like they're not good enough, that they have achieved many things. And I'm a huge believer in that. That could, that could be a photo of, of an achievement. It could be a trophy. It could be um, just three letters that stand for you at your best. For instance, um, uh, calm, centered, and, and uh, efficient. So it could be CCE on a post-it note. It could be any number of symbols that are around. It could be a Zen monk, a picture of a Zen monk. Mm. Uh, uh, it could it could be anything. So when your mind sees those triggers, you're likely to think of positive things. That's, that's fascinating. That's yeah. good. What about this idea of um, clearing your mind each evening? I try to do that in the evening and in the morning, even before I get up and out of bed. But you um, have an exercise that I think would be very useful for everybody who's got a high level of anxiety, like Lee mentioned. Yeah. Um, well, I, ha I have something, uh, uh, a technique called the release breath. And, and what you do is you, at the end of the day, you just think of uh, anything that is bothering you. Take a large, deep breath in and then exhale loudly as you imagine that thing leaving you or you imagine your stress uh, associated with that thing uh, leaving you. And what's absolutely remarkable about this is if it, 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 only only two days ago, I did it on a on a webinar with a group, and I think it was over ninety percent of all the people on the webinar said that within a few seconds, their their stress had dropped down several levels. And so, what I do by the end at the end of the day is I take these three deep breaths, and I think of I just let out any pressure, any any feeling of stress that I've got, as I imagine any issue that's bothering me just kind of slipping away. Yeah, and when I do it, it's, it's, it's in with the good shit, out with the bullshit. I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That's Dude, fantastic. That needs to go on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you could sell that. It's, <laughs> it's amazing, though, how many people will keep inside them, bottle up all these kinds of stresses, all these kind of events that happen. It reminds me of a story of uh, these uh, two monks who lived in a monastery in, in Asia that had a vow and the vow was that they were unable to touch a woman. And one day these two monks were walking in the mountains and they saw a, a, a girl that needed to cross the river, but she was unable to, and they weren't sure what to do. And one of the monks came up and said, look, would you want me to carry you across? And she said, oh, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much. And he carried the monk across and they, she was very, very grateful. Uh, sorry, he, he carried the woman across and uh, uh, she was very, very grateful. And the monks headed off in one direction, the woman in, in another. And they didn't, the two monks didn't say anything to each other for, for two hours because they, they knew that the first monk had broken this key vow. So finally, the second monk, who was furious, uh, couldn't, couldn't stand it anymore. And he said, why did you do that? Why did you break the fundamental vow of our monastery and, and, and take that girl across the river? You know we're not supposed to touch girls. And he said to the first, uh, second monk, he said, look, I put that woman down at the other side of the river. Why are you still carrying her? And so many of us just carry issues that have happened the day before or the week before, and that release breath really helps. 
I'm curious about, uh, you know, everyone's familiar in business with the, with the 80-20 rule. I'm curious about uh, something you mentioned in the book, which is the 64-4 rule. Yes. So um, if you actually look at 80-20, which of course is 20% of what you do is responsible for 80% 80 of your results. Well, inside that 20% of key things that you can do that will make all the difference, there are a handful of things that are are the 20% of the 20%. And that's how we end up with the 64-4 rule. 4% of what you do um, will uh, will dramatically increase your uh, results much greater than just even general stuff that's that's more important. Four percent of what you do then results in sixty four percent of your results. Is that what you're saying there? The well, it's uh, the the essence of it is. And let me tell you, let me tell you this. I I am no expert. Uh, at, at mathematics, but um, uh, that if you it, that four percent of what you do accounts for six percent of or sixty four percent of your your, your results. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow, uh, Richard Koch, the the greatest writer on uh, 80, uh, 80 20 principle, uh, worked out that that's the mass. Ah, okay. So he's he's the source then of of, of the sixty four four because I, I was wondering my next question was going to be where does that number come from? So there, there yeah. you go. Tosh is an amazing guy. He's worth four hundred million, and he's written uh, I think it's eight books just on eighty twenty principle, and he believes that it's the single most important component of how he became so successful. Definitely worth checking out that guy. Well, so there you go. So that that also leads into something else that you highly recommend for people, uh, particularly you know entrepreneurs or whatever, is to be in the top ten percent of your class. And so here's a guy that made you know his class. He made his class the eighty twenty rule. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And 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 being in the top ten percent should uh, of what we do. Uh, should be uh, our primary work goal because uh, you may not be able to become the best person in your industry, the number one. That could be a matter of luck. It could be a matter of uh, genius. But everybody can get in the top 10%. The top 10% of any field can uh, can be achieved through through work, through focus, through iterative learning, constantly getting better, a, long time, a long-term time perspective uh, and all those things. And most people don't aim to be in the top 10% of their field, but that's where all the money is. That's where all the success is. That's where all the self-esteem comes from, from, from your work. So it's a great aim to have. Well, Simon, we've got just a few minutes left. The website, everybody, is simonreynolds.com, and it's S-I-I-M-O-N, Reynolds, spelled the traditional way. And one last takeaway from the book you want to give us before we sign off, maybe um, how to make more sales in a time when it feels like nobody necessarily wants to be buying or are people buying, expanding your business? Well, that's that's a great question. I think inside uh, every market, there's a sub-market, and, uh, you know, in, I believe in many, many, many industries, people are still wanting to buy. Look, there's, there's people that take, as you know, t- take two attitudes towards uh, COVID. I'm just going to sit it out or I, I'm going to keep powering and, and, and not let it destroy uh, you know, my, my business uh, and, and, and my life. Those people 
are literally getting up in the morning trying to get back to normal. And, and those people are getting up in the morning trying to improve a situation that may have been, uh, you know, their business may have been hurt during this. They are looking for answers. So I think it's simplistic for people to say people aren't buying now. There's people within every market mm -hmm. who are doing the exact opposite. They're looking harder than ever for solutions and we need to sell to those. Here, here, absolutely. You either find a way or find an excuse. And COVID is a convenient excuse, but you've got to find a way. That is so, so true. People are using it as a justification for their poor, poor performance quite often. Mm -hmm. There you go. I, I got, and, um, Simon, thanks for, for being with us today. I had two different dates for the book release. What is the exact date? The 20th or the 25th of August? Is it coming out? I believe it's the 25th. Okay. So there's the date, everybody. <laughs> um, we appreciate your wisdom and um, it's great techniques, great tips. So appreciative of your time and uh, for getting up early with us, everybody. He's joining us from California and it's quite early here where we're recording. So <laughs> thanks again, Simon. We appreciate it. Oh, look, that was terrific. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.